this NFL Super Bowl special on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by Wimbet. Wimbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, Wimbet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. But also brought to you by SGPN's Big Game Bingo. A $57 SGPN gift card for every bingo hit. We're also brought to you by SGPN's 57 Bets Challenge. $570 cash and a $570 gift card to the winner of the props contest. Get all our contest info exclusively on the SGPN app. And finally, if you're going to be out in Arizona for the big game, make sure to check out our live show at Ainsworth. Register today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash big game. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash big game. You are listening to a Super Bowl special here from me. I'm your host, Billy, from the Soccer Gambling Podcast. And I've been joined by my colleague who has been covering the NFL with me all season over on the Lockbank Podcast. It is from the Lingus Mafia Podcast, Cab Manning. Hey, hey, we're here. We made it to the Super Bowl. Oh, I'm, I'm, it's always bittersweet because... I love football so much, and it's like my life during the season is watching football every Sunday, and then it's the last game. So, you know, it's the fond farewell, but it's the biggest thing in sports. Super Bowl is, you know, the pinnacle, at least for America. I know you're into the soccer and stuff like that, but for us, it is the Super Bowl, and we are here, the Chiefs and the Eagles. Um do you have any preference? Like, do you have people that you know that are fans of one or the other, and that's why you root against them? Not really. I mean, the guy who the, – the two guys that run the, the sports gambling podcast, one's an Eagles fan and one's a Giants fan. And it's more interesting for their podcast when the two teams are doing well and this season both got to the playoffs. And now – one has got all the way through to the Super Bowl. So it's good for the show overall. And also, if you look through gambling Twitter, you'll see a lot of those guys are actually based in Philadelphia. So there's a big community of gamblers, a big gambling community in Philadelphia. So um, I, I guess it would be good for, for those guys if Philadelphia won. But for me, I just go with the with the betting stuff in terms of who I think is going to, is going to win. And that's who I want to win. It's, it's simple. And, and really that's, that's kind of how you look at the whole season. I know we only get this for a short while, really, really short, way too short. When you consider that soccer is played for 40, 45 weeks and then, you know, they only have six or seven weeks off and then they come back. These guys are only out there for 18 weeks of the season and then what you have another month, they could easily add another month or two to this. And they, and they really should, this should be happening for at least six months a year. It's ridiculous. I guess it does make it a little bit more special, <clears throat> but in terms of how you feel about it, whether you are going to miss it, whether you're sad, it's coming to an end, whether you're glad it's coming to an end for me, that's dictated by the type of season you've had. Like it, it's, it's partly dictated by the type of season that green Bay have had as well. But, you know, if I focused everything on, on the Packers um, over the last decade, it would always be like, I'm glad to see the back of it. So obviously, like I have the gambling side and yeah, it's more often than not. Um, and in fact, you know, 90 percent of the time, it's a good season. So for me now and for my, you know, my clients over at LockBetting.com, um, we're, we're going to miss this. We're going to miss the, the season being being gone. It's a part of the it's a part of the profits we are making. It's a sport that we were making money on. Um, we made money in the regular season twelve weeks out of eighteen. 
which is a good return in this sport because it's difficult to to handicap. There's so much that can just you know that, that can just that can just go wrong completely out of the blue mm-hmm. on a week to week basis. Some of the stuff's not even your fault. It's one of the only sports where you you can be completely on the wrong side, and then another team will just back up and let another team score. Um, and it's completely against the run of the game. But you, you know, if you take a big spread, that's the risk that you won that you run. Starters will come off, or you know, teams will teams will back up because they don't care about your spread. We've had incidents this year where players have actively not scored when they, you know, instead of um, instead of scoring, they've decided that they're going to run the ball out because they want the game to, to. They've got the opportunity to end the game rather than scoring. Makes sense. In, in, in a sense, but the likelihood of, of you scoring that and then the other team, you know, coming back and, and winning is almost impossible. All you've really done is fucked up the spread for people who bet on it. So all these type of things will dictate your mood. So this whole like, oh, it's sad, I miss football. I think in, within the gambling community, a lot of that is, is based on what kind of season did I have? Am I going to miss this? Am I going to miss losing my fucking money every week or am i gonna am i gonna miss watching this <laughs> and making that money um i've had a, i've had a pretty good season i've had a pretty bad season i think i think that's the that's the judge but for for me when it comes down to two teams that you know where i'm completely neutral towards uh it's it's always going to come down to who i think is going to win and then i'll just root hard for them um and i am guilty you know i i, I you know i'm a betting expert i've made money off this for for 10 years but even i am guilty as everybody else when a super bowl comes around you end up betting a little bit more you end up betting on things that you wouldn't usually bet on you end up trying to find things to bet on even if like you look at this game and you can make a case for both you can make a case for both that's why the line is plus one and a half to to Mm -hmm. the the chiefs when there's a one and a half point differential, you can easily find a reason why both these two teams are win. They're the best two teams this season. We've got two number one seeds playing in the Super Bowl. That's almost the perfect scenario. So, but you still you can you 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 sell yourself one side, and and there is a side that I like more than the other. But you really end up selling it to yourself to the point where it's like I really believe in that side, and I'm going to have a big bet on that side on on Sunday. It's just the normal thing to do. You get engrossed in the in the hype of the game. I'll tell you how I'll tell you how big this game is. I do another podcast, um, you know, K one hundred sports on keeping it one hundred. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to Disco on there, and there's a football club over here called a soccer club. The, 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 the club who've won the, the league four times out of the last five years, Manchester City. Mm-hmm. And they've been caught cheating. They've been caught cheating, because <laughs> um, there's there's a thing called financial fair play. You're not allowed to spend more money than your club makes. So they spent loads of money. They didn't just overspend, but they actually fiddled the books so it looked like they were making more money. Like they had fake sponsorship coming into the club, fake money coming in, which allowed them to spend more. So they got caught and they could possibly be kicked out of the Premier League, which would mean that they would go three or four leagues down and it would take them years and years and years to build back up. If they don't do that, they'd face a points deduction this season, which would make it impossible for them to win the league. So just imagine a team in the NFL get caught cheating in some way and Patriots. they are <laughs> right. And they, and they, and they have to automatically start the season like Oh, and seven, like they don't, you know, they start, they, they start Oh, and seven. Um, so, um, that, that, that would be the equivalent, but he told me that the story hadn't even surfaced in the U S that the Super Bowl was so big and the draft in the NBA was so crazy as well. <laughs> Let's add that, um, that he didn't even know, that that was happening and he follows soccer bet soccer interested in the epl show and whatnot and he had absolutely no idea that the manchester city thing had gone on because the super bowl was so big and so dominant not as big as the soccer world cup i like to always add that but um but yeah it is it is so huge that he didn't even know that story so you mean like the uh the nba trade deadline not the draft is that what you're talking about sorry yeah, what did yeah. I say? Draft. Yeah, it's a draft. Yeah. Um, yeah, trade. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we don't. Things here for soccer aren't like on TV really either. It's not like there's you know updates that flash through like they do for all the other sports here. So, um, getting into this game, 
we're both on the same page when it comes to we think that the Eagles have had a bit of a cakewalk going through the playoffs and even kind of the season. I mean, I don't want to take away from them like they, you know, oh, they're the luckiest team in the world. Uh, I mean, they are a quality team. They had the third most amount of sacks in a season. Um, but they get to play the Giants, who they have the number of in the playoffs. And then they get to play the 49ers, who lose both quarterbacks early. And the second one they lost was really a fourth quarterback um, on the depth chart that they picked up off the streets. So they did have an easy way of going about it to get all the way uh, to where they are. Not to take anything away from them, but they did have a bit of a cakewalk, which then is like they don't have the battle-tested, you know, we we fought our way here. It was kind of easy to get there, and now you're facing Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and that's the thing. People will look at that and say, you know, you can only beat what's in front of you and mm-hmm. maybe recap what was so easy. I'm not going to recap through every single game. Because, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a waste of time. But all I'll tell you is, is that the win total was set at nine and a half. It was bet so heavily that it went off at ten and a half. So it, it moved an entire game. I looked at it at nine and a half when me and Cav were doing our future show on our on our NFL podcast. And uh, I said, this is the absolute like lock of locks. Look at this schedule. How terrible would it be if they don't hit ten wins here? So I had them pegged um, conservatively, conservatively at 11, thinking that and giving giving every game they could have possibly lost as a loss, thinking that they might split those realistically. So I, I put them at 11 conservatively, believing they would actually get 13, and they overperformed that by by one game. Although saying that, the losses whilst Garda Minshew were playing were, were probably were probably wouldn't have happened with Hertz. So this team had a very, very good season. But as I said, the names are not there. And especially especially not there in the offseason. When you end up playing against the Giants and then you get the walkover that you got last time out, I don't think that's good preparation for the for the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. And obviously you can look at that in a in a different way. Statistically this team have been absolutely dominant. They've given up 14 points in the entire playoffs so far. If the Kansas City Chiefs score double that, um, they if the, sorry, if the Kansas City Chiefs score 14 points on the Super Bowl, so if they put those two totals together that they've conceded, they will not win this game. So that that's insane. So if Kansas City Chiefs score the same as the 49ers and the Giants put together, they will definitely, definitely not win this game. And on the other side of that, the Philadelphia Eagles have put up 69 points those two games. So that's why they're coming into this as a favorite. But I'm also look at the... Well, there isn't a significant win on there for me. Um, they, they, they beat the Cowboys at one point during the season. But otherwise, look, it's all fluff. Titans terrible. The, the Giants are the Giants. You know, they, they overperformed this season, but I wouldn't consider them to be an elite team. We know the Bears aren't. We know the Colts had a shitty season. The Commanders actually won at the Eagles. This is the worst version of the of the Packers that there's been, and Aaron Rodgers with a, with a damaged finger still managed to put up uh, 33 points away to the Eagles. Um, when they played the Jags, the Jags weren't on their run earlier on in the season. Um, they beat the Vikings. Um, I think that was probably their most significant win of the season, beating the beating the Vikings in week two. But even when you look back at that, that's the perfect letdown spot because the Vikings just uh, just beat the Packers on the opening day of the season, and then they go away to Philadelphia. I believe one of us might have even had that as their lock on the show. Um, for for week two, so you got to go back to week two of the season for the Eagles to find any kind of marquee win, and even that, it turned out that the Minnesota Vikings were just not a good team, yeah. massively overperformed, and were extremely lucky for most of the season, winning a lot of those one-score games. So, with all that said, um, I, I, I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes and the, the Chiefs. I don't think you'll ever get Patrick Mahomes as an underdog again in the Super Bowl. 
I think when you look at these two teams, I think it goes without saying the Eagles are better. The Eagles are a better defense. The Eagles are a better offense. The Eagles are a better roster. But, but you've got the better coach uh, coaching for the Chiefs. You've got the better quarterback playing for the, the, for the Chiefs as well. And I'll use an, uh, you know, a, an example of something that I talked about on the last show as well that we did. Um, sometimes in, in soccer, you have these combined 11s, right? Mm-hmm. When two teams are playing each other, you look at the defense, midfield and attack, and you say, what defenders would I have from this team? What midfielders would I have from this team? What goalie would I have? What attackers would I have? And you make a combined 11. And sometimes, you know, these things are very lopsided. Sometimes they're close. It's like 6-5. I see, like, combined 11s where people go 11-0 just to really, like, troll the other team. And sometimes, you know, you get these ones which are like 8-3, eight, eight, you know, 8-3 from one team, 8 from the other. And you would think that you'll go with the team with the 8. In fact, we just had a World Cup final between France and Argentina and I think it's fair to say that I would probably take, you know, eight players from the French team who lost. Well, one of the players on the um, on the Argentina team that I would have is Lionel Messi. And when you're looking at, like, the Lionel Messi's, uh, the Kylian Mbappe's, maybe Cristiano Ronaldo when he was at his peak, um, Erling Haaland, when you're looking at these type of players in soccer, they count for so much more because what they do, because they are match winners. We call them match winners because they can produce a goal, a moment of magic out of anywhere. That's what Patrick Mahomes is. Patrick Mahomes is that match winner. Jalen Hurts is great. The defense is great. The coach is great. The Eagles are going to be good again next season. I have no doubt. I don't think they're going to have a Super Bowl hangover. I think they're too good. Mm-hmm. But this is not the team you want to be playing in the in the Super Bowl. You don't want to play Andy Reid off a bye. Um, you don't want to be playing Patrick Mahomes, who could potentially go on to be you know the second best ever behind Brady maybe even the best like we don't know yeah he could uh, end up I, yeah he's already got two yeah, MVPs <laughs> he's been there what five years yeah, but Tom Brady's record is r- r- ridiculous the number of times he got to the Super Bowl you know the rings yeah. doing it with a different team as well and you know we're waiting for him to come out of retirement again shortly <laughs> um, so so yeah I mean it's 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 so hard to to make this this pick the other way. It's much harder. I, I see a lot of people taking the Eagles, and you know I'm fine with that. But for the Eagles to be the the favorite as well, I don't I don't agree with that. And I personally, I'm not going to bet against Patrick Mahomes and and Andy Reid. If I lose this money on Sunday night, I can look myself in the mirror, look at my betting account, and accept it and say, Hey, look, this made this made this made perfect sense to me. Yeah, I I think uh, also like one of the bets that we were talking about before between me and you were um, since we were both going with the Chiefs that a nice little uh, side bet here to jump on top of too. And you know what? You can even do this as a parlay because if you think the the Chiefs are going to win, we're pretty positive if the Chiefs win, the MVP would end up being Patrick Mahomes. Um and he's in the plus category here with uh, getting money back. So if you want to put those two together in a parlay, I, I think that's a that's a good one to do too, a little sly side bet. Yeah, I don't think they'll let you parlay that together, though. That's the thing, like because, because it's um, under the rules of how one thing affects the other. So, I mean, they may you may get a price on it, but I think it's going to be marginal. I think the the argument would be that the um, that the MVP already like factors into who the winner is going to be. I think I think the percentage of um, winners, the team that team that won having the MVP would be so high that there would be no way to combine that bet. So you know what? You've seen I'm it checking from- right here actually on DraftKings. Now I took. I took the Chiefs at money line to win, and then I took Patrick Mahomes in the parlay. Um, you know what? You're, you're 100% right. It says these cannot be parlayed. There you go. There you go. That's that's why Billy knows his shit. So, yeah, you can yeah. Uh, one by one it, but uh, you cannot parlay that. That is very interesting. I would have never, never knew that. Never thought that. Never knew that. So, if you... Uh, yeah, when two... When- Two outcomes affect the other. I mean, it's not as clear as as some like things, you know, where um, if you bet, um, for example, in 
in, in soccer, if you bet like on a team to win mm-hmm. and um, and you bet over one and you bet on the team to score over one and a half goals and then you bet over one and a half goals in the game, like it won't change the price because a team to score over one and a half and over one and a half, so over one and a half goals in the game isn't going to change the price because a team needs to already score two to win their to win their side of it. So it's one of those where, you know, it's not going to be it's not it's not going to go up because it's essentially the same thing. This isn't quite the same thing, and some books may take a marginal increase in that. But you would be turning around and saying if Patrick Mahomes wins the MVP, then the chances of um, the Chiefs winning the game would would then jump from instead of being plus one ten, you would say it'd be closer to like minus a thousand. So that's what would happen in terms of that. That would be added as a minus one thousand, for example, to the leg, and you may be able to get a plus one twenty five, plus one thirty, based on historical data of the MVP playing for the winner. There may be a slight increase at some books in some bet builders, but. More or less, you're gonna be you're gonna find what you just found just then. That is real interesting because I tried to just parlay it right now with just Patrick Holmes rushing yards, and they wouldn't do that either. Yeah, because I think everything in terms of winning the MVP would center around that player having you know a relatively important and relevant game. So yeah, I, I think it's it's hard. Yeah, like I'm I'm checking here to see if. You can't even, like, they won't even do things to where I pick Chiefs to win and Jalen Hurts to win MVP. You know, something crazy. And they still say you can't do it. So they're real uh, they're real sticklers on the DraftKings. So, you know, maybe you find Vinny on the corner. He'll take your bet. Or you could go to WinBet because they have a vast majority of these, um, of these markets. They have a vast majority of of your best prop bets that you do want to get on this weekend. Um, they're also the official sports book, the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live game, including live betting and same-game parlays, a.k.a. WinBet's Build Your Own Bet. The big game is here, and WinBet has what you need to win. WinBet has you covered. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet, so if you're ready to play, Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100. Get $100. Limited to state availability. And, of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgallonpodcast.com slash winbet. So they know we sent you. at sportsgallonpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Now, this offers subject to change. Terms and conditions available at winbet.com. If you're 21 or older and present in the state where pay for winbet is available, if you want somebody knows Gallon from one call 1 800 Let me also take this time out, Cav, quickly to tell the guys about Big Game Bingo. Sign up to Big Game Bingo via the SGPN app and get your own Big Game Bingo card full of all your favorite big game props. If you get bingo, you'll win a $57 SGPN gift card. The only catch is you must be subscribed to the Sports Gambling Podcast and NFL Gambling Podcast on YouTube to win. Also, in honor of the big game, SGPN is hosting a prop bet contest. Make your picks for 57 different props. The winner gets $570 cash and a $570 gift certificate to the SGPN store. All our contests are free to play and exclusively on the SGPN app. We don't have 57 props for you. Um, we have got some, though. So let, let's. I, I was trying to integrate some like Jay Z into that. We haven't got 57, <laughs> but we do have some. <laughs> but we do have the, one. <laughs> we ain't got 57, but we do have some. That, that there was, you go. That That's pretty worth. good. Not too bad. Um, yeah. Yeah, some I could have had it. I had it down. There you go. Yeah, it's good enough. Uh, some of the props that I do like, I do like a bit of a rushing prop here, and that is for uh, Patrick Mahomes to rush over 19 and a half yards. We've seen him jump out of the pocket quite a few times when things aren't there, and throughout the whole game, he get a 10 here, he get a 7 there, get a 3. I mean, this is not 
out of the realm that uh, he would do this. Um, you can get these anytime touchdowns by Kelsey, which I think we're pretty sure Kelsey will score a touchdown here. Um, it's not that great of a payback for it. Uh, if you were able to parlay anything together, you'd be able to do well with it. Um, and it's even something to look at with Pacheco is like plus 800 to any time score, like to score any time is high. And that's not outrageous either. Yeah, I'm actually high on um, on Pacheco being able to score a touchdown this week, uh, this this weekend. I think I think that's one of the one, that's one of the better plays. I actually got P- Pacheco circled for some stuff, which I'm going to uh, which I'm going to give out over on lock betting. I think the the one I'm happy to talk about here for for free though would be his uh, longest rushing prop at just over thirteen point five yards. Now. I use a lot to like about him going into this game, but I've actually landed on his longest rushing prop because he's actually hit this in five of the last 10. Doesn't sound great, but I think given the matchup here, he could do it again to take that to six and 11. The Eagles, they've given this up 12 times this season. So a majority of the time they have given this up to somebody and in five straight games, they've allowed a player to rush over 13.5 yards. Uh, we saw McCaffrey break free in a championship game and the San Francisco 49ers got whooped. So people probably ignored this, but I don't ignore things like this. This is my job. And uh, I knew that that made it five straight games that somebody had done this. So Pacheco, the way he's playing at the moment, he should be able to to break over 13.5 yards with one of these runs. Uh, Mahomes, Mahomes prevents any defense from stacking the box. And uh, Pacheco's coming off the second highest snap percentage of the season. And that proves that Andy Reid isn't afraid to use him and definitely won't be afraid to use him in a game where it matters a lot. So I think this will hit. I think it's one of my favorite bets uh, pertaining to him. Obviously, it's a shorter price than him scoring a touchdown. But I think it's a it's a relatively safe one at minus 110 for Pacheco's longest rush to be over 13.5 yards. As I said, this has happened in all of the Eagles' last five games. What do you think of doing the over for Juju Smith-Schuster? Um, he needs 35 and a half yards. He needs 36 to go over. And going under with uh, MVS, your former guy, under 35 and a half. I, I don't have them circled. Um, why, why do you have them circled, I think, is be the... Uh, um, injury wise, and I think uh, because of uh, Valdez Scantling is having that ankle going on, and I th- I think they were going to focus more on uh, Juju here. Um, right. So that's why I'm like, I think they would go that direction. Uh, I also heard of a guy that I don't think anybody's ever even heard of, and his name. Let me see what he is. Uh, let me see where it is. Jody Fortson. He's a wide receiver of Kansas City, and he is now going to get maybe a little bit of time more than he has in like ever because of the injury situations. And they were saying, look for him. This is a f- one you might want to sprinkle on for first touchdown because if they get close and then he gets in the game, look for him. And he's 60 to one for first touchdown. So to sprinkle a five bucks on there, it might be worth it for, you know, throwing a, a dart in the dark and seeing if he wins. But, um, you know, cause some of these guys are real, real scarce that they never play. And also teams like Kenny Gainwell, who's the number two, uh, running back for Philly, you go under 19 and a half yards with him because how often is he going to be getting, uh, getting playing time in, in the with the ball. And I would think, uh, you know, Sanders is uh, going to be running a lot. What do you think of the total in this game? We, we didn't really address that. Obviously, I the know. total is, along with the spread, is always one of the, the major factors in this game, in, 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 these, in these games. But, I mean, over 50 and a half, I, that doesn't seem high to me. I would be expecting something more like 53, 54. 
It is tough for me. It is real tough for me. I have it at at 51. It's because it's the Super Bowl, and notoriously, any final in in, in most sports has a tendency to be nervy and cagey and... You know, we, we yeah, we made the case. I, I made the case on the other on the other podcast that we did about how I feel that Jalen Hurts at plus money to throw an interception was a good bet because you have mm-hmm. two sides to it. You have the nerves at the start and trying to force something which could lead to an interception against a defense that's playing lights out at the moment. So it could come early. Or if they get behind and you're chasing the game and you're taking more risks. That's another situation where an interception can come, especially for a quarterback playing his first Super Bowl. So I like the interception angle, but kind of the reasoning for it contradicts taking the over. But, you know, when I'm torn between the two, I think I would lean towards the the over. And also you can throw an interception in a game that does go over. There's no rule that says you throw one interception, you're having a terrible game. We can hit both. So... You know, it's just the reasoning behind the interception in terms of this guy having a a nervy game that doesn't really add up. Him being desperate at the end when he's losing—that's the that's the dream scenario for for cashing both. Um, but the reason why I think this could go over is the fact that the Eagles have scored thirty-one in each of their their at least thirty-one in each of their two playoff games, and have scored at least thirty-one in six of their last nine overall. Um, this is the third Super Bowl for Patrick Mahomes. You know he's going to get his contribution of points. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Eagles have allowed 33 to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, although um, you know even Love came in for that game and he was able to score points on this Eagles defense as well. And I think the most significant thing is rather than nitpicking games and quarterbacks, it seems like every time this season the Eagles have played a decent passing attack, they get dragged into a shootout. Now, of course... Everybody wants to shoot out. Um, there yeah. were 73 points scored in the opening game when they played against Detroit. That's a that's a that's a that's a game. That's a that's a passing game where it just broke out into a shootout. Everybody would love to see it here, but it's difficult for me to to, to look at this and see how it goes under. If Philadelphia Eagles are consistently scoring over 31 or at least 31, not that they need to. Let's say conservatively, they go under that number. And um, and and they score a whole touchdown less, and they end up scoring twenty four points. And if we believe that the Chiefs are going to win this game, let's say by a field goal, that's twenty seven. So conservatively, at twenty seven twenty four, you get over this number. Well, you push the number that you just said that you have, but you cash on the number that I have. So if we if we if we if we're cashing it on a conservative score line. I believe that we could cash this play on the on the total. What, what do you what do you think? Uh, or do you think? Or are you just scared of the total in the, the world? It it is. Yeah, I'm I'm very much a back and forth with this like crazy because, like you say, these these teams score and you go, okay, well, you know, they, Mahomes they're going to put up points and this and that, and then you go, okay, the defense is going to be. It's always seems like a tighter game, and. Back in the day, like, you know, there used to be, it seemed like way more scoring in the Super Bowl where it was, it was always a blowout. The Super Bowl always was like a joke almost because it was like, oh, the NFC title game is the real Super Bowl because it was horrible when it came to the Super Bowl. And I started thinking, okay, well, they should go over this. That That's, you know, like you said, it was in the 20s each year. You're done. And then you go, and Eagles defense, if they do lock them down, but I think it kind of goes with what we're banking on with Kansas City winning. And if Kansas City wins, I think it's got to be a high-scoring game, and I think they outshoot them when it comes down to it for a win. If Kansas City loses, it's very possible that this is under. Yeah, if Kansas City lose, you know, for me – Philly sits on the ball in the second half. They like to get it early, and then they let people kind of catch up, but they do sit on the ball that second half. I can imagine a – can you imagine a scenario where where Patrick Mahomes isn't 100% or, I mean, well, he is is coming into the game. 
and doesn't throw the ball well, he, well and he's is clear. held he out. Right? Obviously, he's clear because sure. he's, he's carried on against the Jags and he's carried on against the Bengals. But, you know, what if he gets re-injured because it's not, um, you know, he hasn't given even it time to recover mm-hmm. and he's injured like 10 minutes into this game. Then suddenly you're going to catch the Eagles play, the under's going to come into effect and you're going to end up seeing a what? A thirty-one, a thirty-one-seven, you know, ball fest of a Super Bowl. That would be an absolute disaster for everybody. But it's not beyond the realm of possibility for him to get like re-injured because I don't think he, anybody's ever said that he's one hundred percent. At least with that week off for whatever the shit we watched last week in between. I, I don't know what they turned the, the Pro Bowl <laughs> the flag into. Football. I don't, I, yeah, well, I don't. I mean, why did they do that? Um, <laughs> and, and now it's going to continue matter. on too. They just need to make it like the old school uh, quarterback challenge and just do those different type of like you know three point contest type of games. In you know they don't need this flag football. I'd rather see them just fucking come out and just play a game of soccer with each other than they what they what they do or volleyball, <laughs> beach volleyball. They did last <laughs> week. Um, but yeah, I mean, get, get, getting back to my my point, like you know, we don't know how this is gonna how this is gonna play out, and this is the thing. Like, if Patrick Mahomes gets, I mean, this is this is a this is a brutal industry, especially if you do it professionally, mm-hmm. um, and and you have clientele. If Patrick Mahomes gets injured in the first ten minutes, and you've taken the, the Chiefs and the over, um, there's gonna be no sympathy for you. There's gonna be no like understanding from people. No. Like people will be like, you suck. Like you got this wrong, you lost on this, you lost yeah. on that. It's like, did you, did you watch the game? Of course you did, because it's like one of the most watched um, events in 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 the world. But no, nah, it does it doesn't matter. You're you're to blame for whatever happens. But I'm I'm worried about a scenario where they get to him and he's not 100, percent and it's just a case of this defense plays lights out and and you know KC, who have had the more brutal and enduring like run here. Just, just, just can't compete with it with the fresh Eagles who have basically been given a Super Bowl ticket a while back uh, because this this shit really did open up for them. But I, I'm still sticking with the narrative of you ain't beat anybody, you're not battle tested, your schedule was easy. This other team have have come through the the Jags whilst Patrick Mahomes could only limp around and they held on. That requires a a good amount of resiliency, and then. Um, and then, and then coming through against um, Joe Burrow. And been there before. Yeah, Joe Burrow and the Bengals, they beat you, and they beat you, and they beat you again. And uh, you went into that game having to beat a team that you'd lost to three times in a row and figure that situation out. And they, and they, and they did. Like, they've had a hard route here, but they, but they ultimately did get here. Um, do you have any props from the from the? Or do you have any other props from the just normal props? And if you don't, then we'll go on to the the weird props. Yeah, I think we go on to the weird props. I, I I've given uh, pretty much all the ones I really like um, earlier in the show for the prop bets. Uh, what do we got for uh, the weird ones? I know we get into the colors of the Gatorade and the length of the national anthem and. What song is Rihanna starting with first? You think Rihanna'd go and gamble on herself, but then again, what does she need the money for? Well, I don't know if this counts, but kickoff not to be a touchback plus one twenty-five. Um, I know we that's got to be about a lock. This. Yeah, we talked about this privately. Cab's going to tell you why it should be a lock. I'm going to give you the data behind it. Um, Eagles and Chiefs rank 11 and 12 respectively in kickoff touchback percentage but there's value on betting the opening kickoff at the Super Bowl blindly Um, the opening kickoffs at the Super Bowl have gone for a touchback in just two of the last nine Super Bowls with um, kickers actually often failing to kick the ball the distance required to force a touchback Um, there's a reason why kickers find it so hard to kick the ball at the Super Bowl. Cab's going to talk about that um, in a second. Um, Before every regular season game in the NFL, um, a team is given some time to break in the ball, which effectively makes it more kickable. So it says, 
you know, it's said that if you've ever kicked a football, you'll agree that it becomes softer as you kick it. Well, essentially, NFL regular season balls can be kicked into shape and that makes it all more aerodynamically friendly and gives it more time once the air begins. However, it doesn't apply to the, the Super Bowl ball as um, the, the ball is a brand new ball uh, used just for the kickoff. But Cav actually knows more specifically about it. Yeah, so Pat McAfee was talking about kicking off in a Super Bowl, and he said that they break out a brand new ball um, fresh out of a box and because they, they save the ball for their Hall of Fame and put it up and everything like that. And he said it felt like kicking a brick. So the ball is really... Well, well, here's, well here's, the, here's the bit of data from there. So I found out between our po- last podcast and this one is every ball used for the opening kickoff in the, in the, in the Super Bowl is taken off the field and goes to the Pro Football Hall of Fame Museum, mm-hmm. and then they open up a new ball, and that's what they use. Yeah, and and as we know, the there is a kicking ball that has a K on it for only used for kicking. So the game ball that they use for throwing around and handing off and everything is not a, a kicking ball, as we know. So the kicking balls are different, and fresh out of a box, brand new, that they're going to take away is going to be a little harder and... It is just not used to being touched at all, obviously. And so to kick that is like kicking a brick, the guy says. And uh, no, that's why it's happening. The prop. Mm-hmm. What they kick is a prop. They they get, they take yes. the ball, they preserve it. Like the, nobody's ever touched it. It comes in a it comes in a case. They say, you put it down. They say, kick this brand new, this brand new prop, this brand new ball, this brand new piece of history that we're going to preserve immediately after. It's going to come out of the box. You're going to kick it one time and then we're going to take it back and put it straight back in that box and send it down to the museum. That's what actually happens. So that that ain't that ain't a, a game ball. Well, it is, but I mean, essentially... Yeah. It's, it's not it's, even it's a not regular really. kicking ball. It's not even the, the like uh, what they're going to kick the rest of the game. It's not It's not even no, going to be that. Uh, so you might even get touchbacks on the next ones, you know, not this one. Yeah, it's not what it kicked for the rest of the game. And uh, it's not what they um, were kicking or touching or having any involvement with before the game. Like nobody's ever kicked that thing in the life of the ball. So yeah, it's um, when you look at all of that, like this not only has to be bet now, I think it has to be bet blindly in this Super Bowl and and every other Super Bowl to come. It doesn't matter where teams rank in, in, in touchback percentage, you know, with these two ranking 11 and 12. I put it there because, you know, it's my job to look that stuff up. But I think the data about the ball and and Pat McAfee coming out and speaking about it, I'm surprised, honestly, it hasn't just moved the line. I'm waiting Um, for that. I I think in the future years, it's going to be like horrible odds. It's going to be like nobody will bother because everyone will know. Already seven and two in our favor, like seven times out of the last nine. Um, the, they, they have tried to, they, it hasn't been a touchback and they've tried to do something with it. So yeah, I mean, you'd think that it would already be the other way around, but it's not, it's plus money on the touch on the, for there not to be a touchback. Mm, that is interesting. Um, do you ever get into the coin flip? I mean, I've done the coin flip just for shits and giggles, you know, I mean, you're not going to go crazy on it, but it's, it's very much like roulette. It's almost 50, 50 with roulette. So, you know, it really is 50, 50 the other way. Um, or Gatorade colors, those are kind of just fuck around ones. People will find out, obviously, the Gatorade thing. I mean, the coin flip is the coin flip, but uh, do you try to pay attention to anything for the uh, national anthem, or you're good on that? I look for sometimes there's little tidbits and leaks saying what happened in the rehearsal, um, and you know there, there was one year where. I can't remember who it was. Maybe Lady Gaga, if I'm trying to remember, um, was considerably over the time mm. because she was draw- really, really drawing it out. Um, she was over the batting line. But then we saw another person who was well under. Um, so if it's significant and it really does feel like the bookies have got it wrong, not like, you know, if it's if it's two minutes ten, um, and you hear this person's finish it in like 2.20 or, or two minutes, then I wouldn't bother. But I believe the years I bet it, the, the, the discrepancy from the, the so-called reports 
all the the rumors have been around about 20 to 25 seconds so if i hear any kind of report where the line is is 20 25 30 seconds out i'll, I'll probably have a bet on that yeah yeah i would i would almost think it's under is always better to go with because i think I, I mean, I'd like to say nerves, not like they haven't done this in front of 8 billion people before, but it's Super Bowl. So, you know, when people have a little bit of nerves, they're a little faster with things. They they talk a little faster, like even in the world of wrestling, like how they always say, slow down, slow down. They're, they're just too quick with what they're doing. So that's why I would go with the under when it comes to that, just for that reason only. It's more psychological than anything else, but uh I mean, they're professionals, they're singers, they're used to it. Maybe they're, you know, they could relax and do like Gaga did and make a whole giant thing about it. But I would think they speed through a little quicker when it's uh, a Super Bowl. Who's actually doing the Super Bowl, the halftime? Uh, halftime is Rihanna. And she's doing the anthem too? No, it's a country guy that's doing the uh, anthem. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I, I haven't heard anything about. No, they were going to do it today, I believe. They were running through it on the shows that I was listening to. So then they would have more of a, like, if you looked it up now, it would probably have a, a real precise number from the people that were, you know, trying to get ahead of it. Um, but, I mean, there's bets on what song does Rihanna start the whole thing with on in halftime. I mean, there's crazy stuff because it's the last of the year. So, you know, you have fun with it. So, I, you know, my suggestion to people listening, if you want to have fun with it, sure, you put a couple bucks down that whatever you could afford, but not crazy on like coin tosses and stuff like that, just for shit. I, I did like I did like Rihanna to perform under 9.5 songs because I only know about three. It's gotta be. And I think that people, you know, I, I don't think people are going to sit through That's 10 a long songs. Time. Need, I don't think Prince did she that. Needs, <laughs> she needs to sit, she needs to sing. 10 songs for you to lose the under uh, <laughs> that's crazy. the under as i said like when i don't think people i don't think she has 10 songs that people would <laughs> would know i know umbrella and uh, bitch but i have my money <laughs> those are the two i know yeah i think uh, it was weird i went when i went into big brother and i went in i actually went into hiding in france first for <laughs> for four weeks then i went into the house uh, umbrella was number 1 when i left england uh, Umbrella was number one when I got out of Big Brother. Wow. And Shine Bright Like a Diamond, that's the other one. Those are really the only three I know of her. I guess this is a big thing. There's a guy over here. You know, Do you know Stephen A. Smith? The the idiot the, the idiot guy who has all the, the hot takes. Yeah, black guy. Always uh, usually like NBA yeah. stuff and yelling and screaming. They call him Screaming A. Smith, but... I, this guy goes on a show and I'm like, here's this woke nonsense because he goes, I'll tell you one thing. He goes, um, you know, she's, she's fine and everything. Like he complimented her and he goes, but she's not Beyonce. The world you would think a fucking ended. It was how dare you to and he's like, he says he likes Beyonce better. What, what the fuck? And he's now he's had to apologize on his Twitter. I'm like, oh my God. Because you said Beyonce was better than Rihanna, you're being, you know, sacrificed now. And he and he gave her every prop in the world. Fantastic, she's great, but Beyonce's better. It's it's the same as saying like the same like Rogers or Brady or something. It's like yeah, he's great, but this guy's better. God forbid. But it's but it's irrelevant though. I mean, isn't Beyonce's done it already, hasn't she? Yeah, yeah, and because he, he was saying like, oh, there's no way this halftime show will be better than Beyonce's. Because hers was the greatest ever and all that shit. So it was like, so. Well, Michael, Michael Jackson was the greatest ever. But, um, but, yeah, probably but Britney somebody, Spears is better than Michael Jackson. Well, Janet Jackson, uh, Janet Jackson go. got her hit out to try and, try and I eclipse would, her brother. I would That's say uh, Prince was probably the best one. And he did it in the rain, too. Fuck it, Prince. That was my Super Bowl, too. I was like, how perfect my guy Prince was doing my Bears Super Bowl. Oh, no one cares about you. Remember him. <laughs> Get lost with you. <laughs> Go paint your wall. Are we done with this? Have we given everybody what Prince, they needed today? I don't, I don't think I don't like it when Prince and Michael Jackson are in the same like sentence. Considered like, I mean, yeah, Prince is so like, much better. I know it's terrible. No, Prince is Prince is. I think when you're looking at like level A, it's 
Elvis, the Beatles, and Michael Jackson, and possibly Madonna if you have to add a female to it. And then I think then I think there's another level of people of you know Britney Spears, Prince, people like that. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, <laughs> you I don't, son of a bitch! You know I've always put together the three: Madonna, Prince, and Michael Jackson, because it was all that same era of the '80s. Those were the three so that always had stuff. Uh, Far bigger than than those two. He was the big. He's the most famous person. I agree. Michael ever, Jackson's the biggest. Who ever, who, who ever lived on this earth? He was the most famous person that ever lived on this earth. Like you can't, you can't compare the two. I mean, he's not even. It's not. He's not. It's not about being an artist. There's not a person that you can compare. So to compare another singer is just stupid. There's no person that you can compare to Michael Jackson. There's nobody who's that who's that famous when, you know, that the people are concerned about, you know, how many, or if he do, does or doesn't have kids staying at his house, that's not a fucking story for, for anybody else. I mean, we found that out recently, you know, with Epstein's Island and all this kind of shit, like people are doing, people are doing all sorts and no one cared or paid any attention to it. Yeah. But we we can have a show one of these days. We'll have a Prince versus Michael Jackson show. That'd be pretty good. That'd be pointless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it'd be the same like Brady and Rogers. We could do, do Michael Jackson. We could do Michael Jackson and Hitler to see who's more culturally relevant, <laughs> but, but because that would that would be more fair because they're two very famous people. And then we could throw Jesus in there too. <laughs> um, but I, but I but I, I don't I don't think that Michael Prince Jackson Michael beats Jackson. them both. <laughs> and he's still yeah. alive too. Remember that he's he's uh he's the burned kid, right? Who Hitler? No, not him, Michael. <laughs> yeah, Michael Jackson still running around in disguise as a woman I've seen and as a burned guy I've seen. Oh God! You know so, these um conspiracy videos, these conspiracy theories and I videos that you think that you think I find that you think are ridiculous. I honestly saw the most convincing video this morning to say that Joe Biden was replaced by a different. Joe Biden. Really? Is it his like, earlobes or something? Is it one of those? Eyes, face, the voice. Like I'm, I'm convinced, Cav. Like that that's not Joe Biden now. Oh, oh no! You've you've gone down the hole. Jesse Ventura start talking to you? No, but it's like you watch one, and then and then and then the algorithm gets you. It's like, yeah. oh, oh, you you. You may like you may like this, and you're like, will I? And then you're like, I do, I do, I do like this. And then it's like, and then you're in. That's it. Like you're down the fucking hole. You fucking uh. mark. <laughs> is that on your sound? That's that's made onto your like sound. That is on my soundboard. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, sure. They see you. They see you coming a mile away. They go, Oh, you're interested in this? We got another one for you. Meanwhile, though, I laugh at you. Meanwhile, I believe in Bigfoot, though. So, there's there's way too much evidence with Bigfoot. I watch these shows like a crazy person too. So we'll have to have a conspiracy show one day. You could uh, check out um, our sites on the Dirty Sheets or the Lingus Mafia podcast, and uh, we'll we'll have these shows for you. This is this is how me and Billy do shows. We start a show that has to do with football. And now we're into Michael Jackson's alive, but uh, well, it's dead. it's relevant because we ended up we we drifted off onto the the crazy props. This is what the Super it's Bowl true. makes you do. It's true. It's not it's not just sporting event because they do have to drift off. And and people have these like debates in terms of oh who's going to sing it next year and you know yeah. like I mean I mean we I mean it, it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time with the way that the world's going that somebody gets announced to do this. And then they find a tweet from 15 years ago and then they get kicked off the Super Bowl and like they're replacing it with 48 hours notice because they tweeted something offensive to it's somebody. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. Like, but, but yeah, um, I think I, I, I think if you ask me just a year of somebody that done the Super Bowl, I know generally a lot of people who have performed there, mm -hmm. but I know. 93 was was Michael Jackson's year. I, I and that's the one that on YouTube is just dominant and just comes up over and over and over again if you type in like Super Bowl halftime show. I'm going to have to watch one. it again. That's I haven't seen it since it happened obviously, but yeah, I'm going to have to watch it. Uh where can we find all your betting stuff Billy before we go? Remember, you're only 30 when it when it happened. So <laughs> All right, fucking uh caveman. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Where where can we find you? 
yeah, everybody knows they can find me right here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm the host of the Soccer Gambling Podcast at SGP Soccer is the Twitter account for that. My other Twitter account is at LockBettingCom. You can use that same handle for the TikTok account and the Instagram account is at LockBetting. The good thing about the TikTok is what we put on there is little informative videos, 30 to 45 seconds of betting information for the key games, key soccer, key tennis tournaments, key games in the NFL. Definitely be posting a video about the Super Bowl. You'll get some key statistics on that. 30 to 45 seconds, very digestible content on the TikTok at LockBetting.com. All of this, obviously, is related to the LockBetting podcast and LockBetting.com, which is my premium pay service as delivered 116 months in a row of transparent track profit. Um, Patreon didn't like that fact and didn't like the fact that it had um, so many subscribers and decided that they needed to kick it off because they have an anti-gambling policy, apparently. Um, Although the site was called Lock Betting and sat there for four and a half years, they didn't notice it until it got past a certain subscriber number uh, because they're letting all the other ones sit there who probably have like 40, 50 subs max, but my one that had hundreds is gone. Um, but it doesn't matter because um, I'm I'm trying to get in contact again with all the subs and we will move over to a website. So that's what lockbetting.com will be. Um, you can you can purchase a betting package on there or you can purchase just our uh, Super Bowl card, which will be available on the Twitter account. So if you just give me a DM at lockbetting.com, you'll just get all the information there. Uh, Kev, uh, where are you at? All my stuff is at Lingus Mafia. You type that in anywhere for podcasts, for Twitter, for TikTok, patreon.com slash Lingus Mafia. Everything just Lingus Mafia. I'm Cav. He's Billy. We'll talk Gabba to you. Have a best bet. Sorry, because on these shows, we usually finish with, with something. Like, do you have a favorite? You know what? I love well, the fucking have, the touchback. How long we had time wise here? 57 minutes. <laughs> What, for both together or just this one? This show. Oh, we really put the time in here. Um, <laughs> yes. This is like, so I do the short, short shows on here for soccer. Like, so this is a really, this is like, this is like three shows for me. Um, and, and it's paying the list. Um, so, um, so yeah, what's your best? I, I love the, I love the non-touchback after we all, we oh, all found like, all that. I love the lock. Yeah, I love that. I really love that. Wow. Okay. Um, and like geez, I, I said, don't know what if we're going with, we're we're going with that double time Chiefs to win, Mahomes MVP. If you could find uh, where to parlay that. All right. So, yeah, I'm I'm going to go with the the other one that I came out with. So I I think I'm te- I was tempted just to go with the Chiefs for the you know to have something. On the actual on the actual game on the outcome of the game, but yeah, I'm going to go with Pacheco, um, longest rush over 13.5 mm. yards. Went into this in depth earlier on. Um, McCaffrey achieved it in the last game. That made five times in a row that someone has got past this number against the Eagles. They've given it up 12 times already so far this season. And um, P- uh, Pacheco, oh, how am I saying this? Pacheco there you go. has hit this in five of his last 10. Uh, that's not great data, but it's more about going up against this opponent. Um, I think we have reached a point where, where Andy Reid has a lot of trust in him, and I do think this will, this will hit. I, I think there's no point me giving out the game winner as the lock. If you've listened to this show from start to finish, then you, you know what side we're on, and if you... Um, are sold by the reasonings behind that, then you'll be betting on the Chiefs anyway. I think on these shows, you can't really sell the winner to people. I think at this point, people know who they're betting. They, they know who they trust. They know the handicappers that they're going to go to. And I think even, even, in the, even in that sense, like I don't think you need, if you're an NFL fan, you don't really need a handicapper to tell you who to bet. Like you, You've watched enough of the season where... You, you'll know who you you'll know who you think is gonna is gonna win who who you want to bet you you would have known since you know the um since the Chiefs oh no what was the first game 
was that the Eagles was on first, wasn't it? So yeah. Chiefs, the Chiefs, Bengals, yeah. So the, for the so from the very minute that it was clear that it was going to be this Super Bowl, you would have had your gut would have told you who you liked. So it doesn't matter what we say, really. But we we like the Chiefs. All right, I'm Kev. He's Billy. We'll see you next time. This is somebody that needs his ass kicked bad, real bad.